Hi, mate. Welcome to Indie Spunk. This is the place where emerging filmmakers can roll up their sleeves, get strategic, and create career-changing work from script to screen. Hosted by yours truly, Izzy Stevens. I'm an actor, award-winning indie filmmaker, coach, and an Aussie in LA. And here, you'll uncover your road ahead so you can get more stories funded, filmed, and celebrated. From building connections, pitching, crowdfunding, festivals, publicity, and creative entrepreneurship, of course, with a healthy dose of industry special guests, we talk about it all. And I get pretty honest about my experiences in the industry too. The good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) So if that sounds like your jam, I'm really glad you're here. Let's dive in. How often have we heard the phrase, start before you're ready? (laughs) I feel like this gets thrown around a lot, but how are we actually supposed to do that? Especially when it feels like us creatives have so much on the line. We really, really care about our careers. It can feel daunting to, you know, dive into the deep end without any proof that it's going to work out. And also with this feeling that maybe we'll be humiliating ourselves, like maybe we're just going to fall flat on our face. I have definitely fallen flat on my face many times, and I will always say that what differentiates the successful people from the people who don't get to achieve the things that they want in life is usually it boils down to an ability to get back up and go again. And that's what, I mean, that's what creates success, really. And also in my experience, if you're waiting for external validation or the perfect time, you'll honestly just be waiting forever. To achieve the level of success you desire, you've really got to take some risks. But, you know, if only there was some magic pill to help you trust yourself, right? Maybe, maybe, just maybe this podcast app can be that for you today. Um, And I really want to dive into you know, whether it's making your first film or your next film, whether it's stepping into a new role on set or raising a big chunk of funds, maybe it's betting on yourself to drop representation that aren't aligned with you anymore or starting a creative side hustle or a podcast or a business, whatever it is that is nagging at you, I'm inviting you to start now. And I want to give you some real life examples of times where I've done this, where I dove into the deep end. I started before I was ready. I saw the risk and did it anyway. And I'm going to share what happened as a result as well. So the good stuff and the not so good stuff. And hopefully this will inspire you to take the leap on something that you've been on the fence about, because I feel like it's really time we all hop off the fence of our lives (laughs) and start living it. I want to invite you to do that. I have to say this start before you're ready thing is also something that I've unwittingly been doing for years. I kind of chalk it up to my impatience, really. I'm like, I want it now. I want to just do it. Let's just see how it goes. But it's also, you know, I'm glad about that because it's how I was able to make films, start this coaching business, move to LA, launch a podcast. I won't lie. I have felt resistance through my entire life, throughout it all. It's all been really uncomfortable and I feel like I'm constantly in a place of discomfort Funnily enough, and I've noticed this especially over the past couple of years, I've started to get used to that feeling. And once I started embracing it, it got fun. I realized that the discomfort feeling didn't need to feel like a threat. It could feel like an invitation, uh, an invitation to go a little bit deeper and do scarier things. Without further ado, let's dive in. I want to give you my first example. So in November of 2020, this was smack bang in the middle of COVID. I created a short film called Seafoam. It's a psychological thriller. It was pretty short, six minutes. And I actually wrote the script one evening after an idea just would not leave me alone. And I'm talking recurring daydreams. (laughs) So the script took me 15 minutes and one glass of wine to write. I stood up, 
<laughs> and I decided in that moment that I was going to shoot this film before the end of the year. And I made a phone call. Yes, the end of the year was only four weeks away. <laughs> this was like late November, as I said. So it's one month before we need to be finished with the shoot. I have no production funds. I have no locations. I have no cast or crew. I actually didn't even know many filmmakers in Los Angeles. I think I knew like two or three people. Needless to say, I was absolutely not quote unquote ready. At this point, it was my fourth short film, but this was only the first I'd made in LA instead of Australia, where all of my creative collaborators lived. The people that I worked with time and time again on films that I trusted, that I had a shorthand language with. So this is why I think this is a... Um, a great example because every person that I worked with on Seafoam was new to me. I also hadn't made work in the US. So, you know, it was all very new to me. And yes, I had, you know, plenty of filmmaking experience before, but I always hear clients or new sort of newer filmmakers say, I really want to do this thing, but I just don't know anyone. Great. Here is what I did to build my team. First of all, <laughs> glass of wine in hand, I called my one actor-director friend who I'd met in an acting class and I said, listen, I really want to work with a female producer. I'm shooting a film before the end of the year. Who do you know and trust that you could connect me with? An hour later, I was on the phone with a woman that would become one of two producers on this film and she brought her producing partner onto the project as well. So I had two producers locked in. An hour after that, I connected with a DP that I had been keeping tabs on on IG, someone whose work I really liked that seemed to fit the tone of the film. So I reached out to Nathaniel and I asked if we could schedule a meeting. Mind you, I had woken up that morning not knowing any of this would happen. And by the end of the night, I had a script, two producers, an interested DP and a plan to get this film made. Now, when I know what I want, I move fast. And I wonder if you're similar to this. Clarity really helps us take action. There's absolutely no question here, but it's having clarity that's one of the trickiest things. And I actually find that action creates clarity. And of course, I'm not the first person to say that. That is something that is said. You can Google it and find probably many different blogs talking about this principle. But it's something that kind of rocked my world when I first heard it and and considered it and applied it to myself. Sometimes when we're stuck, and this is a little bit of a sidebar here, but sometimes when we're a little bit stuck between two choices or multiple choices or, you know, feeling like, oh, I don't know what direction to go in next, taking action helps find clarity. Otherwise, if we just keep considering intellect and intellectualizing what we're going to do, it's really tough to make a choice. So action does help. Take Just like taking an action and making a choice really helps. Much of what I do, obviously, as a coach is helping you gain clarity and take action. But I want to say that with this particular project, I'm really grateful that I didn't wait until I was ready because I probably would have just kept waiting. And the biggest takeaway here actually was the deadline that I set. So this is a bit of a takeaway for you. This deadline was relatively arbitrary. <laughs> I didn't need like there was no life or death reason for me to make this film before the end of the year. But I knew that I had spent the whole year not making anything and I had started the coaching practice that year and I was seeing results from my clients. I was like, oh my gosh, people are making films. It's working. It's going great. I'm inspired. I really want to make something and I really want it to just be the end of the year. And I had a trip booked. It was leading up to Christmas. And then in the new year, I was going to fly to Texas to, sh to direct a short film. I knew that the next couple of months would be out for me because I was also going to come back from Texas and produce another film. And so 
I was going to be busy on a bunch of other projects for other people and I wanted to make something for myself. So setting a deadline really helped me. It not only pushed me to follow through, but it also lit a fire under everyone else and they got excited about the project. It also created a sense of urgency and momentum. So all for essentially an arbitrary deadline. I didn't treat the deadline as though it were arbitrary though. It did feel really important to me and I claimed it. And so I also didn't need to give a reason to everyone else as to why we needed to shoot by the end of the year. I just said, this is what we need to do. It needs to be done by this time. So let's go. Let's get it going. And everyone met me at that level. And I will say that you as the creator of your project, you set that tone. And so it's really important that you're talking about it with confidence. From the from the moment that I stood up and called my friend and said, I'm making a film, who do you know? That confidence meant that she was going to suggest someone that was really legit and that, that you know, I would align with rather than me saying, oh, I don't know if it's very good. I'm not sure. What do you think? Right. Is a very different energy. Even if I was second guessing myself and going, you know, of course, I just wrote the script. Who knows? But I just felt like, you know what, let's just do this. Let's just show up. Let's let's be confident. And so that is a big takeaway here is, you know, starting before you're ready, showing up with confidence, setting some deadlines and, you know, creating a sense of momentum around what you're doing. Over the next four weeks, as we went through pre-production, this deadline helped me build a team, launch a successful crowdfund campaign and push myself to grow even in the middle of COVID. I also met creative collaborators that I've continued to work with still to this day. And of course, some that I maybe won't work with again, but I will share their work. I will celebrate them. They're people that are in my community. So there is, of course, a flip side. And I will say, I know I'm sort of celebrating this, but there is a flip side to moving super quickly. Of course, there's a flip side to everything. And it wasn't all sunshine and daisies. So actually what ended up happening in the edit was that I cut the first three minutes of the film out because I actually didn't feel like it was serving the story as well as I wanted it to. And if I had taken more time to develop the script, yeah, I might have polished it. I might have not wasted those filming moments or the money spent on, you know, making that happen. But still, I would not go back and change anything. Another drawback was not properly vetting all the people that I was working with because I was new to the market. I was sort of allowing anyone who wanted to be involved to dive in on their um, desired role, I guess. But not every creative as talented as they might be suits every role. And so that's something that I learned through this project. I had come from a situation back in Australia where I had people that I could lean on and that were really talented in their roles and I knew how to work with them. And so when I came out here, I was like, yeah, anyone go for it. Sounds good. Your choices can really affect the end result of the film, obviously. Um, But that's not to say that Again, I would change anything because I had to learn these lessons. And that is something that I'm going to circle back to at the very end, but something that I talk about in coaching all the time, which is treating the project like your classroom rather than treating the project like it's make or break for your life, because that way you're coming at it constructively rather than feeling like, oh no, if I fail, it's all gone to shit and it's all falling apart. I also actually wanted to hit another first on this project, and that was to act and direct simultaneously. A challenge for me, a challenge for anyone, and I was excited and ready to just make this challenge happen. So there is so much to go into in terms of the whole process of this project, the post-production and our festival journey. So I'm actually going to dig deep into this on another in-depth script-to-screen episode because there's almost too much to talk about right now. But I want to circle back to this principle of starting before you're ready because this Honestly, the most important thing here is that without that arbitrary deadline I set for myself, I would not have expanded my network or my creative skills as rapidly and as powerfully as I was able to. The production was not perfect. 
but striving for perfection will kill our soul and also destroy our creative projects. I did not want to spend years hanging out, wishing I had a wider network in LA and a new short film to discuss. So it's challenging to make a commitment and stick to a plan without accountability. Obviously, that's why I have my programs. That's what I do as a coach. Honestly, it's the stuff that I wish I had access to like 10 years ago. But it's a space to develop ideas, strategize your career, self-produce your own indie film. We cover it all and build relationships and everything like that. So if you're feeling like you're ma- you're really hesitant about making a commitment to create your own project because you think you're not ready, I'm here to tell you that most people who succeed did not feel ready when they first started either. That is a lesson, a big one, and I'm here to support you in that. So number two, the second uh, story that I want to tell you about, and honestly, I, when I was making this podcast, I was like, oh my God, there's so many stories that I could tell you about how I started before I was ready. Again, I feel like this is something that I have been doing my entire life. I think it's because I'm a bit impatient when I know what I want. I really want it right now. And so I'm someone who's always taking messy action. And I've definitely found myself in situations where, you know, total face palm. I want to just, you know, shrivel up and die. No one look at me. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. But I wouldn't change that for the world. Okay, so story number two. Way back in 2017, I launched my very first crowdfund campaign. Now, (laughs) raise your hand if you really hate talking about yourself and especially feel uncomfortable trying to pitch a project in order to ask for money and tell your friends and family that you deserve to be supported for your creative work. Yep. A few years ago, my 23-year-old hand would have been like raised high, baby. (laughs) It's gotten far easier for me over time, but I used to deeply struggle with this. So if you've worked with me before, you've likely heard me share that my stance on crowdfunding, I truly believe that it's not just a way to source film funds. It's actually an incredible, powerful marketing tool for you and your project. It can help with your visibility. It can help with your career trajectory. It can help with festivals. It's a really amazing tool. But I think so many of us just get caught up and focused on the money thing that we can really miss the point which sidebar is why I created Crowdfund Hero. It's a course and it helps your campaign pack a punch so you can level up and lend those funds. And it's something that I developed through much trial and error. I'll do an entire crowdfund app soon because I know a lot of people have questions and are curious about it. I will say that I certainly did not have this empowered mindset when I first launched my crowdfund campaign all those years ago. My thinking was more like... (laughs) picture glottal throaty stress sounds like I don't wanna (laughs) like a little monster living inside me I felt so terrified who the hell is gonna donate everyone's gonna laugh at me there was all of this imposter syndrome thinking and I'm talking like anxiety attacks stress hive like I played super small with this first crowdfund campaign and I was shocked when people donated how did I just start when I was clearly not ready First of all, I wanted to make this film more than I needed to feel comfortable. Again, that seems like a bit of a trend for me. And I would encourage you to think about where you're seeking comfort over discomfort because discomfort, the good kind anyway, can pay off in the long run if we're willing to sort of withstand a little bit of pain. And practically speaking, success leaves clues, right? So earlier the same year, someone in my network had posted a crowdfund campaign for a film they were making and I donated to it, which gave me this little tiny kernel of a belief that I could do it too. So I actually modeled my campaign after theirs. Now, this is an excellent way to start before you're ready, okay? Of course, it has its drawbacks. Their film was a romantic dramedy and mine was a psychological thriller. And of course, there are so many other big differences. And the unique project and tone 
you know, I know this now, the unique project and tone needs to be communicated through the language of your pitch, right? All the stuff that I didn't really understand at the time. But if I didn't just dive headfirst into that campaign, I wouldn't have been able to learn it. I used their campaign in terms of the structure and the how of it all. I personally learn best through experiencing. You might learn a different way. And that is up to you to, to know and to learn and to figure out. Now, I needed at least $7,000 to make this film, but I didn't believe anyone was going to give me that amount of money. So I only set the campaign for $2,000 because (laughs) I just didn't believe anyone would donate. And this was another drawback. My mindset was so not in the right place. But again, thank goodness I just tried. Honestly, I met my goal in 24 hours. (laughs) which at the time, so when I, when I discovered that I woke up in the morning, I looked at my phone and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We've done it. We've done it. $2,000. That's incredible. People have donated. Right. And then a cold chill rippled through my body when I realized that I had completely shot myself in the foot. I didn't need $2,000 to make my film. I needed $7,000 to make my film, but I still didn't believe that I would be able to reach that goal. So I set a stretch goal of $4,000. And again, we met that very easily. I likely could have made the full 7K. This was one of the first times I realized that my mindset was getting in the way of my success. It was limiting me. And let's be honest, it limits all of us. It's one of those things that we'll be dealing with till the end of time. But having a coach, having a mentor, having some support, having a networking accountability and you know, a community around you that helps and supports your mindset is really important. So the whole campaign was clunky and stressful, but it taught me so much. And I really enjoyed seeing that it was possible for me to share my project and talk about it and have people get excited. And so many of my clients say this too, but I was honestly shocked at who donated and who didn't. (laughs) If I didn't bet on myself and just get started all those years ago, I would not be where I am today. I've helped raise over 100K in funding for my clients. I've helped people pitch to investors. I've helped people get interest from producers. And I've developed an entire course to help creatives have a powerful crowdfund campaign. I could not have imagined that I would be in this position all those years ago when I was like biting all of my nails in stress thinking, oh no, this is so terrifying. What am I doing? I can't believe I have to ask people for money. This is shocking. Way back then, the first step was simply to start talking about the film I was making. And that was tough. I've never been good at talking about myself, even though, you know, here I am doing it now. Like, what's she talking about? But the reason that it's easier here right now, the way that I'm doing it, is because I have a very clear purpose, right? That purpose is to help you get your film made. So it's way easier for me to show up and move through the stickiness. A clear purpose makes the hard stuff easier. And I know I said I'm I, I'm going to do a whole podcast on crowdfunding and likely a whole series because there's so much to say but that's the mindset to have when going into your project get out of thinking that you're pitching for yourself and get into the mindset of you're pitching for a greater purpose and that is the importance of the project no matter what it is a comedy a drama we need to laugh it's all important so even though you're pitching and you're talking about yourself we need to get out of thinking that it's just about you it's about the importance of the project and that can help be your north star and guide you and show up more powerfully and move through the stickiness I really hope this episode has inspired you to get moving on a project or goal today. I really feel as though many people, lots of creatives, get stuck in the how of their goal, and that can really keep you paralyzed. Instead, try to focus on what you want and why. 
Knowing and trusting that you'll figure out the how as you go is the most empowering approach you can have and it leads to results. So please take the pressure off of yourself to have it all figured out already. If it's new or you're reaching a higher level, you aren't going to know how yet. Please don't let that keep you stuck. Something I say on many of our Indie Spunk coaching calls is like, the project is your classroom. As I said earlier, this is something that we always come back to. This mentality will get you out of perfectionism. We are here to experiment. We're here to be curious. We're here to create, to learn, to find our style and build something of our own. Embrace the discomfort as much as you can. Trust the process and just keep taking one step forward. That's all you have to do, step by step. You've totally got this. We really need your stories, so please keep making them. Okay, I'll see you next time. And that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for trusting me as you grow that career up and up and up. And if you're curious about coaching, head to the link in my show notes. You can get info, apply and grab a complimentary chat with me. I'd love to meet you. You can also snag a free copy of my script to screen roadmap. And of course, make sure you head over to the Indie Spunk IG for even more good shit. Stay spunky and I'll see you soon.